Hello, and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. Joining me this week uh, with a unreliable Wi-Fi connection in Galway Island, <clears throat> Rob Cook. I'm here. Ah, well, I can hear you, so that's a good sign. That means yeah. that your hotel Wi-Fi is functional, at least for now. Yeah, until someone starts downloading something in the other room. Yeah. Anyway, let's not curse it. Yeah. So it's just me and you this week. Uh, it is. That's worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can hold it together. So okay. what, what are the other guys up to then? Um, I, well, Tom is traveling to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he's still there in, in Dusseldorf, uh, which is where Bob is based. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have uh, occupied each other. I have no idea. <laughs> That's um, terrible phrasing. <laughs> Use your imagination to fill in the gaps. And uh, yeah, S- S- Stu hasn't returned uh, to the podcast since he came back to Madrid. Mm-hmm. So maybe his vocal cords need to be warmed up over a period of time. Yeah, and um, that 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 leaves our, our secret other member, which has yet to contribute, and she'll remain nameless. And she'll rename rename rename. She'll remain nameless until he contributes. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's 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 possibly what the others are doing. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna we, we've we've both been playing a fair amount of games over the last week or so. So I guess we can go. Yeah, that. yeah. I've 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 basically put my social life to one side and actually played games this week. <laughs> um, uh, was that your invitation for me to start? I think so. Yeah. Like, well, maybe you go back and forth. You start with one. Okay. I'll start with the 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 less controversial one. Uh, I have been playing a large amount of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Nice. So you, you yours had just finished downloading when we were recording the the last episode, right? Yeah, that's right. And I I was I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong. It ha- it wasn't ready to play. It was it had finished downloading. Um, it didn't unlock. I think until midnight Thursday. Oh, so yeah. So it was available like in a pre-order state. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing it pretty much solid since midnight Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um. Interestingly, so I, I it came with the Xbox One. It was a download code for both um, Tomb Raider Ultimate Edition, or whatever the first one is called, um, mm-hmm. and Rise of the Tomb Raider. But they were freebies. I had no intention of actually playing them at all. They just came in the box, essentially. Sure. Booted the game because it was there um, and cannot pull myself away from it since. I uh, think this is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the first one, so that's probably important for me to say. So those that disliked um, Tomb Raider, yeah. um, the, as in the most recent Tomb Raider, the, the reboot. The 2013. Yeah. Yes, that's that's the one. Um, those that disliked that game probably aren't going to get much out of this one either. Mm-hmm. But I I think the first game was better than... The Uncharted series, for example, that's how highly regarded they are for me. Sure. And this one hits all the same notes uh, and then some. I find myself more inclined to explore with this one, whereas with the first game, I kind of went route one through the game. Sure. You know, so yeah. completely linear. I don't think I ever 
actually use the campfires to travel at all in the first game. No, I mean it felt it felt very linear and yeah. the I had a problem with the first one where it was very clear that you needed something you needed like some a piece of gear that you were going to get later and it was so clearly signposted. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a problem everyone's going to have with it, but it it just seemed a bit hokey. I don't know if you yeah, if you get I, that. I, 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 I don't disagree. It's it's the Metroidvania type yeah. gameplay, isn't it? It's where it, it dangles the carrot in front of your face, and um, you know you, you you realize you have to go back and revisit that place later. And this game does the same, uh, multiple occasions. And I don't know if it presents itself differently, or if the um, the environments are just more interesting to explore. Right. But when that carrot is dangled. I immediately think I am definitely coming back here when I'm able to. Hmm. Um, so it lets you into it lets you into a tomb or a cave or a cliff face or whatever it may be for about ten seconds of exploration. So it gives you a real tease, and then you realize, and it and it very clearly presents to you. You know, you require this piece of equipment to continue, um, and rather than being frustrated. Uh, which I think is is how that sounds. That sounds frustrating. Um, I actually found myself excited to go back and and explore it. And I think I think just the the navigation in general is just so enjoyable. Just just the the act of jumping and climbing is just so well executed that I just want to do more of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Well, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I, it's it's funny because. I was thinking of Tom while playing this because Tom was saying that he played the Uncharted trilogy for the first time very recently and he was very frustrated at the act of traversing the world, you know, just slipping and falling off the cliff face when it felt like... Yeah, very animation, like sort of preloaded animations for like jumping and stuff. It feels, doesn't feel totally connected with the world when sort of Nathan Drake's moving around. I can, I, I understand where, where uh, Tom was coming from with that. Yeah, and with with Tomb Raider, at least on this one, I'm I'm almost tempted to revisit the previous game just to see if it's an improvement that has been made, um, because I don't, it's not that clear in my memory. But with this one, I felt like when every single handhold took, you know, it, when I'm reaching for a rock or I'm making a leap of faith that looks like I could just about make it, you make it. Mm-hmm. You know, the it's uh, I am able to accurately judge. Yes, I can make that jump. Yes, I can um, free fall here and then use my ice pick to grab hold of that and then you know hoist myself up. Um, so I don't know if it's a case of they've simplified um, some of those cliff faces so that that design works, or if the controls are just better. Um, or if they're just communicating better to you that, yes, you're going to be able to make that. Um, but either way, it just feels like um, a far more seamless experience. I do remember falling off of ledges and things like that reasonably often in, in the first game, whereas on this game, um, I, it's happened three times in the eight hours estimated that I've played it, and all three of those times I kind of thought to myself, oh, idiot, of course I couldn't have made that one. Um, and even then, the the penalty for doing so was basically nil because it just spawns you back 
where you jumped, essentially. The, the checkpoints seem to be very frequent. The, um, is there much loading time between, between dying and coming back? I would say five seconds, I'd guess. But yes, it, do, it does fade to black, and you get the Tomb Raider logo on the screen. So you, uh, you get a couple of seconds to think about how stupid you are. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, five seconds is, is nothing compared to I don't know, 20 seconds with, with other games that need to load back in all the assets. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't want people to get a stopwatch out and correct me, but it, it didn't feel like a long period of time at all. Yeah, it's not something that you've picked up on, like. No, no, I had not considered it until you asked the question. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um, how are the gruesome death animations? Um. Well, I haven't died very often, to be honest with you. Um. To to know um if that's the case. Mm. Um. I did die once early on. Um, via bear death, um, and bear death. bear death. Yes, um, I I died of bear, um, and that bear really wailed on me. I mean, he just fucking didn't want me to survive. He, the fact that I existed in a physical form upset him, and he chose <laughs> to turn me into liquid. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're still present for sure. So if, if anyone, if anyone thought that the first game was slightly tasteless in, um, it's gratuitous violence, um, I do think it's been tamed down slightly, Hmm. but it's there for sure. And some of the deaths that, um, that the, um, enemy characters suffer either by your hands or otherwise in cutscenes or in real time combat a pretty violent um yeah so you you will be wincing throughout the game and it 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 didn't affect me at all um but you know i'm i'm one of these people that will probably have mortal kombat x in their top 5 this year um but yeah i i can understand why someone would be be turned off by it especially as i think the tomb raider franchise um in its roots is kind of a pg13 adventure romp yeah, I think that's the main reason why people were a bit weird about that from the from the reboot. It just seemed like a lot of a lot of time had been spent focusing on those animations, but you know, it doesn't take away from the quality of the game. And yeah, I, I imagine they they got that feedback and and took it to heart and and toned it down, but you know, made it made it uh, you know, just just didn't make it too egregious this time. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a case of I'm I'm dying less often, but. Um... I'm I'm just trying to think. I think I fell in a spike trap at some point, and um, it looked like a uh, female in her mid twenties falling into a spike trap. Uh, <laughs> that that looked like that's how it would be, um, and it didn't look good. So <laughs> I, I guess that's where the justification of the violence would come from. Um, but sure, yeah, it's 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 pretty ghastly. Um, it makes you not want to fall in that spike trap. So mission accomplished in yeah. that respect. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I got no problem with it. Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to play it. Uh, I haven't picked it up just because there's so many games coming out recently. I mean, I imagine you wouldn't have picked it up if uh, it didn't come with uh, with the console, as you said. Well, it's a shame if it gets if it is that good. It's a shame it's going to get bur- buried under like the the releases of Fallout and Call of Duty came before that, and we got got a few more games on the horizon before the year's out. But you know, it's going to have a second wind, I guess, when it's when it gets its PC release and eventual, you know, PS4 release. 
Yeah, that'll be the interesting thing. It's um, is it being on one platform um, going to make it suffer? And obviously, it's on it's on the um, the platform that less people own globally, or is the opposite going to occur? And it's a it's, it's going to be a platform seller for Christmas, and and it's the game that everyone plays on December twenty fifth. Uh, I don't know. I can't call it to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, I went for it, and I'm I'm loving the game. For sure. Nice one. And that's someone that really didn't want to play a Tomb Raider game before the end of this year, to be honest with you. I think I finished the last Tomb Raider game recently enough for it to be in my mind and not requiring to go through that experience again. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that uh, I pretty much, as soon as I get off this podcast, want to boot that up and keep going is uh, is a good sign. That, that one criticism I do have, and this is a criticism that I believe... Um, I, I feel this way about Uncharted, um, the entire franchise, and the previous Tomb Raider, is the gun combat isn't great. I kind of try to avoid it where possible, and obviously there are times where you can't. Um, you definitely come across large amounts of enemies far less often in this game. Far less often. And there are way more opportunities for you to take everyone out stealthily. And you appear to be rewarded so um, a lot more if you do so in terms of XP. And you're also better equipped for stealth kills. Um, There are more skills that lean you in that direction. So I wonder if that's one of the bigger design changes that have been made. And for me, it felt like the game ticked along a lot quicker, not having so many gunfights. That's cool. Yeah. And gun and, and the gunfights aren't what I come to Tomb Raider for. And right. um, what is interesting is all of the tombs are optional. There isn't there isn't a single tomb so far that I've had to go in. If I was to just follow the story and ignore them, I would pretty much be outside the entire time. But as as I said earlier, that appeal, the attraction to have a look and see what's going on, um, and the the design of the puzzles in the tombs for me is what you come to Tomb Raider for, and it's it's the best bit of the game. So when you get a little notification at the bottom that there is an optional tomb nearby, I immediately think, yes, I'm definitely going to go in there. I can't wait to go in there and see what's going on. And you're usually rewarded quite well at the end with an exclusive skill which you couldn't have leveled up otherwise, or an item that's going to be really useful. So they do a really good job of making you want to go in those tombs and the weird thing is is the fact they've made them optional makes them even more appealing right yeah it's like something exclusive something that you need to sort of earn because you could easily just sail past yeah that's cool exactly yeah i, yeah. I like i like the tombs in the first ones the sort of you know playing with like physics puzzles and stuff is it sort of a combination of that and, and platforming most of the time yeah, it's it's physics puzzles. It's it's um, a lot of. I would say it's more of a scratch your chin and work it out rather than um, reaction speed required. Right. The most recent tomb I did, I literally put my back against the wall of the tomb, so that I had the widest view possible, and just stared at it for thirty seconds, just to figure out how do I do this. And I actually found that quite satisfying when you when you when the light bulb goes off and you've got it, it's it's um, it's really satisfying. And it's funny because I think the design team anticipated those aha moments 
because Lara quite often herself goes, aha. <laughs> so um, anyway, yes, Tomb Raider, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'll, I will finish it probably before the end of this month because um, I can't tear myself away from it. That's nice. It's nice when a game hooks you like that. Yeah, and it doesn't happen very often with me, as you know. Um, I, I, I'm too tempted to put a game down, but um, no, no, this is yeah. this is a good one, and I'm I'm looking forward to talking to other people when they finish it as well. Actually, so um, I imagine a lot of people are probably waiting for the PlayStation or PC versions. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna be have to have to sit on those memories for a little while. <laughs> so what have you been playing, Rob? So I spent a lot more time in, with The Witcher. So I don't really want to cover that, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip back to something that I played before I I moved over to to Galway temporarily. Um, it's a game called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Uh, have you heard of it? Oh, yeah, I saw you was yeah. Well, I saw you was playing it, um, and I thought it was either a a party game or b an Oculus Rift game, and I figured. You weren't in a position to to be playing either, or am I wrong about the party one? Have you got you got a group out there? Well, I I tried it as a group um, just before moving out, and and now I'm looking for the next set of victims to to thrust it upon, uh, and I'm probably going to set that up for this this week coming. But it is a party game, and and you're right in that it was originally designed with Oculus in mind, but they've they've released it uh, for normal use without the headset anyway. So right, okay, it's um. It's a really unique concept. Uh, you, you probably would have seen it. Basically, one person's at the PC, uh, and they've got a bomb on the screen, and they can they can sort of move it around and interact with it. And it's got a load of different panels, um, and you can sort of spin it around, and there's stuff on the back. And it's on this sort of desk, and there's other stuff on the desk. And then um, the other half of, of what you've got with the game is a, is a printed manual for bomb <laughs> defusal. So, okay. so you've got the guy at the at the PC saying, "Okay, I can see a, a big red button that says press," and then there's you know between one and I guess four is a still a comfortable amount to have around the manual, basically figuring out what the bomb diffuser can see and relaying instructions back to them. So it's like, okay, it's a button then. Cool. This is the page that that explains what to do with buttons. Okay, if it's red, don't touch it. Okay, what was the word? It says, it says press, and it's like, okay, if it says press, you need to hold it for a few seconds and then tell me what the LED, what the color of the LED that comes up is. And it's like, okay, it's blue. Okay, so you need to let go of the button whenever the timer has a number seven in any of the four positions. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're sort of against the time, and there's loads of different kinds of modules, and, and the unique part of it is that the person with the PC can't see the manual and the people with the manual can't see the, the, the bomb. So it's a, all about coordination and sort of figuring out and how to explain what you're seeing. And there's more, you have to figure out puzzles using Morse code. Uh, you have to figure out huh. complex wires using a Venn diagram. It gets really, really complex. And then there are other uh, modules that you don't have to, you can't like permanently uh, address. They're like just, pains in the ass that you constantly have to return to to stop the bomb from exploding so it's like okay this 60 second timer is reset so you've got to figure out another logic puzzle just to just to reset the timer again right right so you sometimes have to dip out of what you're currently doing and move back over to these just to to stop it the scenario from failing so i played that um in the office 
back in Madrid with with a few people and and it was really really good and everyone really had a, a good time with it and it kind of brings out some people's like true colors of like okay I've I got this I can stay stay cool under pressure and relay the the instructions uh it's a really it's a really good experiment and it was I think it was like 15 euros on steam which is a bit steep for something with a sort of basic concept um but there are plenty of different scenarios and you can you can even create a custom game you set the set the time uh on on the countdown set the number of modules of the different of the different types of modules there's also like an alarm clock on the desk which you have to keep snoozing <laughs> and you ha- so in order to snooze it you've got to put the bomb down and then hit the snooze button on it so or you can leave it blaring this horrible like you know Oh, okay. Alarm clock noise whilst you're trying oh, yeah, to figure yeah. it out. You just have it ringing constantly. Yeah, exactly. It's really, really, really good. <laughs> I like it. I'm looking forward to to playing with a with another group of people. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to you coming back to Madrid and uh, us trying this out. Actually, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of like the Jackbox party packs and that kind of stuff. So this is uh, very much uh, something I want to play. I am curious though. The the printed manual. I'm guessing you have to print that yourself. Yeah, it's just a PDF available on their website, and they have um, basically they've got a system where they can update it. So they can, when you log into the game, you put in the code that's printed on the manual, and so it knows which version you're using. Okay. So they'll be they'll be able to release, I guess, updates to the game and updates to the manual in the future to keep it interesting. How many pages is the manual? Um, I think it's like thirty pages, but that includes um, some glossary term stuff. And some introduction stuff, but I think there are I think there are around fifteen different modules. Like maybe maybe there are eleven or twelve that you need to solve, and then there's three or four that you need to maintain. Um, and I've not even got to the most difficult ones because it sort of it does a really good job of ramping up the difficulty. And and we were playing the kind of the story mode, which ramps up the difficulty nice and 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 fairly. And we were able to, you know, succeed with each level whilst switching around who was doing what because everyone kind of learned together regardless of of where they were sat it's it's awesome it's really cool oh man yeah it, it sounds fantastic actually i i'm just thinking uh i wonder if they'll think if they've settled down and stop updating it they should do like a final version that was a, a leather bound uh manual uh with like crinkled paper and coffee stains and all that kind of stuff yeah, I found a ring binder that I wasn't using, so that's perfect for it because you like flicking through. Ring yeah, that's, that's exactly pages. what I was visioning. Is like a group of people around a coffee table, uh, just thumbing through a manual desperately with everyone kind of scan reading. That that's, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a real giggle. Yeah, it's really cool. You got another game that you've been playing recently? Yeah, so I have a confession, Rob. Mm. I've been playing this game while we were talking. <laughs> In actual fact. I I pretty much am constantly playing the game. I, for three days, uh, there hasn't been a moment that I'm not playing the game. I'm playing Mobile Strike. What the hell is that? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, mobile Strike is a MMO uh, for mobile devices. It is free to play. Um, it is from the makers of Game of War. Okay. Uh, so it's if anyone if anyone knows Game of War, it's it's pretty much a clone, is my understanding. But it's um, modern warfare, so it's in fighter jets and tanks and that kind of stuff. You, it's basically a base builder. Okay. Um, 
it, it could have been a text-based game, but there's quite a nice graphical interface. You build your barracks to be able to build soldiers. You build armories to build weapons and research centers to improve those things. Mm. And it's it's basically like Age of Empires, Command and Conquer, that kind of thing in terms of your base building. However, then you unleash your army uh, that you have built onto other people's cities or resources like oil, um, food, stone, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and there are millions and millions and millions of active players on this game. So I have become deeply, deeply addicted to this, partially, I think, because of my MMO sensibilities. Very early on, the game points you towards alliances. So alliances are the game's clans or guilds or whatever you want to call it. They, are, they consist of a maximum of 100 players and it's made very clear that you must join one basically otherwise you just won't survive you need the support system of these 99 other players perhaps i got lucky but i've joined a very organized alliance um the the leader has played uh, game of war before and he says you know i've i've played that game for years this is pretty much the same thing trust me i know what i'm doing and he gave everyone very clear commands like you n- must build nine farms, uh, seven hospitals. You must have this many barracks, uh, this many oil refineries, just exactly what you need to do. Right, yeah. That's cool. So I've been a good boy, and I just, you know, yes, sir, salute. I'm doing exactly what you say to the letter. And every time I complete my objective, I've been reporting into him saying, hello, I've done exactly what you told me to do. What are my next orders? So... Um, uh, he, he has been so pleased with uh, how attentive I have been that I've actually worked my way up to third in command <laughs> <laughs> in this hundred strong alliance. Um, I'm in charge of recruitment. I am also um, in charge of all of the combined resources for the alliance. So if anyone in the alliance needs extra oil, um, I can essentially move it from one place to another and as a result, I'm taking the full brunt of those responsibilities quite seriously. I have notifications set up on my phone to let me know when someone needs something. It's taking over my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's respectable, man. Um, yeah, just just picking up like a a game that you think is going to be simple, and then ending up getting like drowning in it in in the role playing of it. That's that's awesome. Yeah, especially if I mean if the game itself is of is of you know high quality i mean is the is the act of playing the game itself good yeah so i i confess i've never played a game like this before um as as research pretty much i was going to i was intending to play game of war because it is one of the highest grossing mobile well highest grossing games on the planet and i know nothing about it so i figured you know i should probably know a little bit about that as i'm in the industry and stuff I then saw that uh, the creators of that game have created this game and Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing the media campaign for it. So it's got quite a lot of um, a lot of press coverage as a result of Arnie being involved. And I figured, okay, this is the time to jump in because I'm going to be there day one. And sure enough, you know, it was a barren wasteland. Everyone starting from the same foothold, uh, which is nothing. 
And I got lucky because this the, the, the leader of my alliance basically said to all 99 of us, hey, everyone, this is an opportunity for us to essentially be the best alliance in the game. Mm. Um, if you do what I say, that could happen. And we're doing it. And sure enough, right now, we are the top alliance in our state. There are like thousands if not more um shards and servers so i think there is some kind of separation you don't have access to literally every player but at a glimpse if i look at the world map and i scroll around which is what i'm doing now um it looks like there could potentially be tens of thousands of players in one instance at a given time mm -hmm. and um you can be attacked while you're offline, so you have to build up defenses and stuff to be able to set you up so you can go to sleep uh, without worrying. It's, um, as I said, it's a game that is essentially always being played. There is not a time where the game stops for you. Yeah. Um, you're never safe. So it's beneficial, beneficial for your for your team to have people across the across the planet, right? To to keep watch at different hours, I guess, like similar to. So, like Eve, I heard, I've heard like in Eve they have shifts like that, and even in even in like the yeah, wait, wait, Planet Side as well had some um, similar elements where your character doesn't exist in the game, but you know your your buildings do, right? Um, and you're right, yeah. With Eve Online, you would get um, people from the UK would ally with people from Australia, which basically guarantees them round the clock coverage. Yeah. So yeah, we my uh, my leader is basically based in the states, and that works out really well because when he's not on, I am, and um, we we essentially have someone that's uh, in charge at any given time. What he he seems to have a lot of faith in me though because he really knows what he's doing, and I really do not. Uh, <laughs> I think he just likes my enthusiasm, right? But um, yeah, it's one of those weird things where even in three days, and this happens with World of Warcraft and, and other things, you start to get real connections with these people. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's reached that strange, uh, this is actually my second life type thing already, and uh, perhaps more dangerous than World of Warcraft or even Line, it's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually follows me around, so let's, let's see how long it takes so I get freaked out and I have to just cold turkey right. from it. <laughs> But but for now, um, I I'm I'm, I'm I, it's difficult for me to say it's a great game, but it definitely could take over your life right. if you want it to. And I guess that is the result of it being a good game. What's, um, how are the ways in which you can put money into it? It's an interesting question because um, I have already put fifteen euros into this one. Essentially, so I haven't reached a wall at all where you know you have to put money in um in actual fact everything i've bought so far with money i haven't used i'm just stockpiling it in my inventory because there were sales on and it was like you know um it's it's launch weekend so it's all like 50 percent off and that kind of stuff so i figured i think i'm going to play this so i'm going to take advantage of this and just stockpile it you can buy items that speed things up which is a very common free-to-play trait so if I want to upgrade my headquarters right now, it's going to take me five hours. Or I can use some of my in-game currency to speed that up. I also can use the in-game currency on buying uh, weapons, 
gifts for the rest of my alliance, which I have done as well. So it depends on how much of a team player you feel like being in that respect. Um, but it's, it's, it's mostly boxes full of things and you don't know what you're going to get in that box. So I could see there being a bit of a, you could, you could spend money and end up not getting the investment you hoped. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine this is why game of war, uh, has made a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> but if I bring up the interface now, just to answer your question more thoroughly, mm. um, let me scroll down to a bundle, which is something that people might be willing to jump into. Okay. So for five euros, mm. I can get a copper value gift for my entire alliance. So it goes like copper, iron, bronze, silver, gold. So it's like a low ranked item. Uh, 5,000 food, 1,000 oil, 1,000 stone, and 660 gold for myself. Now, I've played the game enough to know that that isn't a lot. No, of course not. It's the, it's the lowest tier. It's not the best value. Yeah. But that being said, I don't want that to put anyone off trying it because from what I can see, you don't have to put any money in at all to play. Yeah. Um, or you might find yourself one day thinking, oh, all I need is that little boost. I will put in five euros today. I'm, I'm not the sort of person that feels like they have to be in charge or, or the best in the best alliance on the, on the server. But I just so happened to have found myself in that situation yeah, anyway. I wonder how I wonder how lucky you really were. I wonder if that I mean it sounds like you've you've had the, the luck of a really good experience. Uh, is like how easy is it to switch to a different group? Do you just have the option to just leave and, and join another one easily? Yeah, it's very easy. In act, in actual fact, I received a message today from um, another alliance trying <laughs> to poach me. They scouted my base and saw that it was really well laid out. And I think they assumed that I must have been a game of war player or something like that, um, because it's it's still very early. There is no like super dominant single player, for example. And you know, overnight we could be a hundredth place instead of first place because it's just so soon in the game. And uh, yeah, he tried to poach me, and I told my I told my leader, and I think we're going to kill them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my understanding as well, just to, to finish off, is because um, I realize I've been saying that um, it's early days. I think if you join the game today, it's going to put you in an instance which is also early. So there's never going to be a case where if you joined a month from now, you're screwed because everyone else has a month of experience over okay. you. It's always going to put you in an instance of the game where Inline, it's new. Yeah, right. Yeah, within about three days, I think, is what they're saying. Like, that, there are new servers opening up now, so you're always going to be more or less with players that have the same in-game experience yeah. as you. But obviously, there are going to be players that have played this this genre of game a lot, so they're going to be they're going to know what they're doing. So, if you can, if you find an alliance, uh, just do what you're told, basically, because the people that set up alliances, in my experience at least, know what they're doing and that's going to be the best time. That's really clever the way they did, did the servers. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, th and I think it's necessary because of server load anyway. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the best thing I can say is it is free. So you may as well try it. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea and it's probably not worth trying if you're not willing to invest at least let's have a guess half an hour 
of your day every day to it. So if that sounds like a crazy time investment, maybe avoid. Mm. But for me, that's about every toilet break and metro ride, <laughs> more or less. So yeah, that's um, that's enough. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, mm. that is Mobile Strike, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mobile Strike, cool. Yeah, by uh, he yeah. made it himself. He designed it. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll we'll leave it there. And I think I feel like I've nattered on quite a lot about my two games anyway to um, to satisfy. Oh, cool. All right. Well, it's been wonderful catching up with you as always, Rob. Yeah. And um, please, everyone, visit the the website goplaythat.com. This week, let's see if I can commit to this. I am hoping there will be one article about Hyrule Warriors and possibly a video for the mobile racing game Horizon Chase. So let's see how will I do there. Um, but yeah, that those should both be up this week. Nice. Uh, follow us on the Twitters and the Facebooks and all the other things. Uh, love you very much. Goodbye. Nice one. Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.